When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Smiles, everybody. Smiles. And welcome to Fantasy Island on Back to the 80s. Today we have a very special show because we have four fantasies for people. What do you think, Tattoo? The plane! The plane! We have the fantasy of Rich Icorn who wants to fulfill his fantasy of going back to the 80s for one day and kissing the girl of his dreams. And then we have Ali Henley, who wants to see Queen and the Go-Go's in concert. Can I go with him, boss? And then we have the fantasy of Bonnie Moore, who wants to run far, far away from everything. And the last fantasy is from Robert Hernandez, who said he would love to marry Carrie Fisher. What do you say, Tattoo? Let us go back. Back to the 80s. Oh, I would love that too, boss. Let's go, boss. Everybody, get on the plane. We are all going back to the 80s. Take me back to the glory days. Back to This is Back to the 80s, Toscano and Chang with you, reminding everybody listening that you can catch Back to the 80s every Friday here, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else, and soon on more stations than you want. Chang, I'm glad you can make it another Friday. Thanks for being here. I know that uh, the whole COVID-19 thing is getting out of control, according to what we read, but you know what? Uh, for now, you and I are doing our best to make everybody smile. Well, you know, Toscano, it's good to be back. It's good to be here. I want to welcome you also to the Toscano and Chang Back to the 80s No Fraud Podcast. And I want to thank all our lovely listeners, our followers, or whoever just wants to scroll by and check us out on Facebook. Remember, uh, you can go ahead and, and drop us a line on Facebook. Get to us on the comment sections, wherever you may pick us up on the network. Let us know what your best memory of the 80s is. Let us know something you didn't like. Make it a Changri. Or just give us some type of an 80s response. Because it, tonight and every Friday night, it's all about the 80s. And yes, Toscano, we are battling uh, COVID uh, here in California. We also have the fires. It almost seems like hell is amongst us. And we're not even in the state capital. You know, it seems like we're in a episode of the Twilight Zone and Groundhog's Day all put together. Yeah. When you're thinking, when the heck am I going to wake up from this nightmare? Yes. You know what I used to call that? I did one too many the night before that I forgot there was a test the next day. But oddly enough, no matter what the Chang Fandangoed in, I was always able to make the grade, if you know what I mean. I mean, from the wise words of Professor Chang. To Back to the 80s and its fans, we want to welcome you to Back to the 80s. So we also want to take this moment to let you know that we have a great program. We're going to be talking about a post that we put in Facebook this week. When we come back, we're going to let you know what the post said. And don't forget, midway our show, we've got Changries here on Back to the 80s. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is Back to the 80s. Max, what I want to know is, why are the only funny lines on this show the ones behind me? All right, cats and kitties and boys and girls, you are with the legendary dynamic duo of their own mind and sense, Toscano and Chang, and we are back to the 80s. Now, before I bring you everybody's favorite Italian, the number one nostalgia kitten of all 80s info, the gorgeous 
the well-spoken, the incredibly thick bicep individual Toscano. Now, Toscano, the show that we are about to... Thick bicep? Thick bicep. That's, you look pretty buffed right now, but then again, I'm not wearing glasses. But that's another story. Our listeners, visualize with me, listeners. Stay yes, with us. Yes. Now, tonight yes. we're going to embark on our post... And me and you had a discussion uh, a couple of uh, occasions where this type of a show could go two or three shows deep. It all depends on the responses we get. So you know what, Toscano? Before I put my foot in my mouth like the president, why don't you go ahead and dive into tonight's very first topic? That's right. A couple of days ago, we put a post on Facebook, and the post read, you have one day, one day to do something you wish you had done in the 80s. What would you do? And the response was incredible. And I want to thank each and every one that posted their uh, replies on there. It's, it's just been great getting to know each and every one of your thoughts on this. But let me ask you, Chang. I want to pose the question in this way. I'm not saying let's go back to the 80s and a time machine staying there for a long period of time like like we did on another show, but we only have one day. Let's say this weekend coming up, you can choose Saturday or Sunday, but you only have one day, 24 hours, to do something that you wish that you would have done in the 80s. What would you do? I would go back to 1987 in the Rainbow Bar and Grill in the beautiful town of Hollywood on Sunset. And if I could go back for one day and do something that I didn't do, I would have let an agent know that uh, confronted me. uh, And I would have told him, hey, you know what? I'm down. I'll sign on the dotted line. I want to be a stand-up comedian. I would have taken that offer from the agent. I would have went to New York. I would have gotten into stand-up comedy. And I would have given everything I have on my intro to trying to get on a Saturday Night Live That would be the one thing, if I could, I would change in a heartbeat in the 80s. Go back to that night and boom. Yeah, that's right, because you did you did talk to us briefly. For those of you who have not been aware of this, or for those of you who didn't know this, Chang, why don't you go ahead and fill them in briefly on what happened that one occasion at the Rainbow so they can get a backstory on the circumstances behind uh, your answer. Okay, it was a Saturday night, of course, and the Chang was being uh, Changtastic, as usual, with my buddies. And we were in the Rainbow, and we were in the bar area, which uh, if uh, you've been to the bar at the Rainbow, you'll know uh, the circumference and the, and the setting of the, sound, uh, uh, of the room, the ambiance and everything. And I was there ordering some drinks. I was already pretty feeling pretty good. I had, uh, I'd say, probably five of my good buddies around with me, so I had them entertained. Uh, I started ordering drinks. I started telling jokes, not any written jokes, just making funny conversation. Uh, I'd say an hour into it, I had everybody at the bar all eyes on me. Everybody was laughing. Well, people are going back and forth to the stairs behind us to go to the restroom. And before you knew it, I'd say I'd have, a, would guess, maybe a good 50 people from the Rainbow in there gathered around the bar listening to listening to me do my my best impression of me, my stupidity. You basically gave him a stand-up routine. And Yeah, I was basically giving him a stand-up comedy routine, and I had never done stand-up comedy except for when I was in grade school and I did a couple of uh, uh, talent shows for people. Or I would stand on my desk, literally, and entertain the class and take the attention away from the teacher. But that's another story. So anyway, I'm doing my thing, and uh, there's a guy stirring his drink. He comes up, and he's looking at me and listens to me. He says, hey. Have you ever thought about being a stand-up comedian? So I look him dead in the eye and I was like, yeah, it's been a childhood dream. I said, either I want to be a famous rock jock at the time on KLOS, KMET, you know, or I wanted to do stand-up comedy. So uh, he listens to me. He starts giving me this spiel. He's so-and-so from Smart Eggs Enterprises. Uh, He's a talent agent. He would like to know if I would like to do something in that nature. Well, long story short, the night goes on, the the bar closes, everybody has to leave, and there's a spot called Denny's. Everybody knows Denny's, and this is also on on Sunset Boulevard. And we're strolling over there, I'd say about 2 o'clock, 2.15, and we go down to the downstairs area in this Denny's, and they serve alcohol, which is illegal, I know, but what the heck. It was the 80s. A long time ago. Go (laughs) close them down. I'm not there. Anyway, we go down there, and uh, we're having a couple of Heinekens, 
and that dude's buying Heineken's for me and my buddies. Uh, we finally get seated. We get a seat, and I start doing what I normally do. You're aware of what I normally do. I'm just being me. And I'd say by the time the waitress brought our order, I, I swear to you, I had at least 75 people gathered around my table with my buddies and everybody watching me do a then what stand-up comedy show. And I went. These were people that weren't with you from the rainbow. These were people just eating there. These were people that were just there that were at the bar that had saw me at the bar. These were people that were eating there from some other club. And I, I'll never forget. I got up and I said, I have to excuse myself. I'm going to walk to the bathroom. And I did that, that move to where I'm like walking down an escalator or a flight of stairs all the way to the bathroom. If I come back out, everybody's applauding me like a freaking show's going to start. So I sit down, and then I do some, uh, I go into to singing an ACDC song, like Bon Scott. Then I throw out a lyric like Rob Halford. Then I start singing a little bit like Frank Sinatra and Robert Goulet. So I'm hitting these people with all of this. So the guy comes up to me, and he's wiping his eyes, and he gives me a card, and he makes a proposition. Come to my office on Monday. I want you to sign the papers, and I want to start getting you on the circuit out here. I know Mitzi from the Comedy Store. And I think that you have something that could make you very famous or you'll make a whole lot of people very happy. He goes, and then uh, I also am good friends with Lauren Michaels. I would like to get a couple of shows on your belt, and I would like to go take you to New York, possibly do some gigs there, and have Lauren Michaels come and watch you perform. So, you know, I, I was overwhelmed, bro, and kind of buzzed, and I told him, you know, I greatly appreciate your offer. I said, believe me, this is like a dream come true. This is like a story. I would love to do it. I said, but at the present moment, I have to decline on this offer. And I know I'm declining on something that could probably give me and my child something greater than I have to offer wearing a tool belt. And I told him, I said, I just had a ch my child. My child is three months old. I'm about to get custody of my daughter uh, in court. And if I get custody of my daughter, I can't go to New York. I cannot have a nightlife and go do stand-up comedy. My daughter is only going to, you know, four months old. I have to live up to my responsibility. I was brought up by my parents to you see something through. Whatever you get yourself out of, you have to see yourself through it and get yourself out of. So I have to decline your offer. I'm really, really sorry. He looked at me, gave me his card, put his hand on my hand, and I thought I was he was going to you know try and make out with me, and I was going to have to give him the old Chang Wahoo and drop him. And he goes... You know what? That's a very admirable thing. Do you believe in God? And I said, yeah, I have faith. He goes, lightning will strike for you again because you're giving up something that I know is so true to you. And I've seen you for almost two and a half hours, how natural it is. And your buddies had a conversation with me when you went to the bathroom. And your buddies have said you've never done this before. And everything that you said was out of the top of your head. And he told me that night, you remind me of Robin Williams, and that's something that you should be very proud of. And I, you know, I took it with a grain of sugar right on, you know, but I had to, I had to say no. And now my daughter's 33, going on 34. Uh, yes, I wanted to do it, bro, but you know what? Every day of my life, I was blessed to raise four girls, bro, and I got to perform for them, and I got to do things that I probably wouldn't have been able to do had I become famous. I probably, knowing my reckless ways, I could have been a casualty. So maybe the Lord is up there and he smiled upon me and said, you're really not ready, but one day we'll take that path. So if I could go back and I didn't have the pressure and the worry and, and that huge task at hand, oh, hell yeah, I'd go back, sign on the dotted line, bro. And I swear to you right now and our listeners, bro, the whole world would yeah. know who I am. Well, I certainly believe it, Chang. And unfortunately, because of the different decisions that we make, the different choices that we're presented with in life, you know, we come to a fork in the road. And sometimes, you know, you either choose the right or the left. And sometimes we don't even choose any of those. We don't choose none of those. We go Correct. down the middle just uh, making our own path. And you don't come to years later to realize what the consequences of those decisions are. Yeah. And so I, that, that's, a, that's a phenomenal story because um, I think that things exactly. may have been different. You always think, oh, 
you know, I would have, I would have definitely been famous, but what if with that fame, uh, because of the excess and because of the, the times in the eighties, because of the, you know, the age of decadence, which they call the eighties, maybe it would have been a different story. Maybe you would have gotten involved with things that you shouldn't have. And maybe your family would have paid the consequence. And, yeah. and you guys know what, you guys know what we mean. Exactly. And that's why I based my decision that quick that night. Cause I knew, I, I knew at the time, bro, that I was a very reckless individual. I mean, here we're making jokes. We're talking about this. And I was doing a lot of things in the eighties that I shouldn't be doing. And I was barely in high school. So, you know what, man? Sometimes the devil throws uh, spitballs at you, and you either flick them off you, or you put them in your mouth and taste them. You know what I mean? From 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 my mouth to everyone's ears, I knew the demons, and I think at that age I was very young. I could have been very impressionable. Uh, uh, I could have been my own enemy, bro. You know, uh, I, you know, I did do stand-up comedy, and I, I did start moving up the circuit. And me and you have talked on other occasions why I left stand-up comedy. And uh, I understand that with any type of power that you get on a microphone or uh, any entertainment comes fast women, fast drugs, fast alcohol, fast way of life, no rest. Uh, you give of yourself and you don't take care of yourself. So I think maybe at that young age, uh, the man upstairs helped me make a decision that I really do not regret this day. You know what? There's always another time. Heck, Rodney Dangerfield made it at fi in his 50s. You never know, brother. Now, let me ask you, what is one thing that you regret that you didn't get to do back in the 80s? Um, it's very it's one of those it's it's one of those things that you don't want to say on the air. You join the mob. I understand. You're a no. Want to hear something funny? Uh, last week we talked about my dad having chrome suits. Remember that? Right, right. I'm going to post eventually, maybe um, a picture. I found the picture when um, when I got married. I took a picture with my dad. You know, I was hugging my dad, and my dad was wearing one of those chrome suits. So it's going to nice. make you laugh, definitely. I would go back to 1987 as well, just to enjoy a whole day being around my friends back then. We used to have a blast. In particular, I'm thinking of one one of my friends, and that's Mark Hernandez, what are they, Mark? who I hope is listening right now from the city of Las Vegas. A big shout out to you, Mark. I would have loved to have spent more time. I, I think I would go back, yeah, and just to, just to spend one more day enjoying that lifestyle that we had. But we pose the same question to everybody who's on our Facebook page. And I want to thank you guys who are following us because we're almost at 4,000 followers on Facebook. And uh, so to each and every one of you, and also a big shout out to those of you who are listening from out of the United States. That's right. Who? Yeah. I mean, you name it, you name it. And we have listeners. We have listeners, obviously from Mexico, from Canada, but we have listeners we have listeners from Japan. Uh, we have listeners from the Ukraine. A big shout out to the Ukraine. Uh, a big shout out to Russia. Believe it or not, we have listeners from Russia too. That is good. And uh, they also send vodka and they also send a little note and they said I have to eat it after. <laughs> uh, we have listeners from Argentina, Brazil, Puerto Rico. Mm. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, And our newest uh, members are listeners from uh, France. And Australia. So thank you guys so, so much. I don't want to leave any country out. So probably every week you might want to listen. We'll throw a shout out to your specific place. Getting back to the post, and it says you have only one day to do something that you wish you had done in the 80s. What would you do? And a lot of people responded. And of course, we have uh, the people that said, well, I would go back and hug my family. I'd spend the whole time, you know, the whole day with my family that I've lost over the years. That is, um, we'll start with that one because a lot of people mentioned this one. You know, isn't it interesting that it's just human mm -hmm. nature, human nature that we sometimes take, not not sometimes, maybe all of the time, we yeah. take family for granted and we take friendships for granted. Always when we lose somebody that we love, we always think, man, I could have spent more time with them. That is so true. And uh, the sad thing about that is uh, most of us say that time and time again, every time we lose somebody. But it's almost like uh, we get so consumed with our lives uh, and we get so consumed with things yeah. going on that 
you don't know when it, someone else is going to to go to the other to the other place uh, uh, where their spirit will live. You know, uh, we say it too often, and yet we still fall guilty to not do it. And I think it's not until you get to a certain age, especially probably our age, you know, our our 40s and and 50s. We probably have listeners in our 60s and 70s who will attest to this that you just you don't get wiser until you get older. And uh, really quick, my father always said, both negative and positive experiences will give you one thing when you come to the end of your path, and that is wisdom. And it's sad that some of us don't get this wisdom while we are living and breathing and functional. And it's also sad that some of us get it and we're way too old or we don't have a lot of loved ones around us to pass it on. It's a very sad thing. It's a very common thing. And you shouldn't kick yourself in the butt because you have those regrets because everybody gets sucked up in by life, bro. And that's when you when you lose the most things. Uh, as you get to a certain age, you start noticing that, you know, you start having friends pass on and, uh, you know, your family and things like that. And, and you do realize yeah. sometimes there are a few of those loved ones that you say, you know, I, I wish I would have spent more time. And I want to encourage you guys to spend more time, you know, with them, whether it be by phone, you know, give them a call, tell them how you feel. If it's somebody maybe that you should, uh, you know, work things out because you've had a fallen away. Hey, try to get in contact with them, try to reach them and try to make bygones be bygones because you know what? This life mm -hmm. is too short. I learned something very important from my wife many, many years ago. She has always taught me the following. She's always said, look, yeah. The only thing that you cannot recover in life is life itself. You can lose your money. You can lose your business, your job. You can lose everything, materially speaking, your car, you know, everything. You can lose everything that you have, materially speaking, and you can make it and, and gain it back again, eventually, you know, to some degree. But when it comes to your health and the lives of those that you love, that's what really matters. Yeah, because you cannot reverse giving yourself bad health damages, my brother. It just it doesn't work. Correct. It doesn't work that way. Correct. So, you know, let's take this moment and just uh, think about those people that really need to hear those uh, I love yous and the thank you for always being there. And if you have something that uh, it needs to be worked out with that somebody, you know who that person is. We encourage you to, you know, to go do it. You know, here back to the 80s, it's not all about reminiscing. It's not just all about nostalgia. It's also about learning some life lessons together because we all grew up in that era and we're all in the same boat in a certain sense. So why not try to make things better for each other? Listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into your posts. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Back to the 80s. We thought the 80s, 80s, 80s were lame. That's because we hadn't lived through this decade yet. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Welcome back. This is Back to the 80s. Toscano and Chang with you one more time. If you just joined us for the very first time, uh, this is the show that introduces the 80s to a whole new generation. Remember, there's a whole new generation out there that knows nothing of the 80s. You want to hear a funny story before we dive into the subject of the day, Chang? Listen to this. Now we're going to move to a story that will make some of us, myself included, feel like <laughs> fossils. Uh, the rapper Kanye West has just released a new song, a collaboration with this gentleman, Paul McCartney. The problem is many of Kanye West's fans are hitting Twitter to say they've never heard of the legendary Beatle. Sarah's covering the story for us. We were talking about this earlier. I'm shocked. I mean, he's like, this is the most iconic group ever. I am the shocked. And I think some fans Damn, capture that so on the Twitter. Oh, That's yeah. why I'm glad he believed you right when you said it. But not only do they not know who he is, they actually think that Kanye discovered him <laughs> oh, and no. is doing a generous thing by, by spotlighting this clearly talented musician. Evidence of a generation gap that is part shocking, as Elizabeth said, and part hilarious. 
music powerhouse Kanye West breaking the internet with a legend, releasing a surprise single with Sir Paul McCartney on the keys, all while introducing his younger fans to one of the most famous men in the world. I have no idea who Paul McCartney is. He's from like an old music group. Hello, Mari. How you doing? Kanye's fans took Twitter by storm, asking a puzzling question. I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but Kanye is going to give this man a career with this new song. And Curve Daily added, This is why I love Kanye, for shining light on unknown artists. I guess he missed one of the 100 million albums the Beatles sold over the years. If kids don't know who Paul McCartney is, well, he does stuff, he makes good music, but he doesn't make hits right now until this Kanye song. Kanye and Sir McCartney are already planning a second single, reportedly featuring Rihanna. The Beatles fans have come to the famous composer's defense. The downfall of America's youth has officially concluded with people not knowing who Paul McCartney is. Kanye's fans may be just discovering Sir McCartney, but somehow we think that the man who Guinness says is the most successful recording artist of all time is just fine with that. Okay, now I picked out two of my favorite tweets. I still don't know who this Paul MacArthur is, either do we. And <laughs> how is it possible you live on this planet and don't know who Paul McCartney is yet? So <laughs> it's just interesting to me. And that's what we're doing this show to, to you know, for, for older people, for the, you know, not so old people, but on their way like us, and for the younger crowd as well. You know, the millennials and for even younger than them. As a matter of fact, Chang, we have a phone call right now. Believe it or not, this is this is from our red phone. And you know, at here with Toscano and Chang and back to the 80s, that when that red phone rings, it's from beyond. So let's let's uh let's see who it is. Um you know, I'll answer the phone. Hi, you're on back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang. Hello, it's me, John Lennon. I'm calling you from you know where. How you doing, Toscano? How is Chang? The John Lennon? John Lennon, how the heck are you? Oh, I've been better. You see, I'm still dead, so it's kind of hard to get a sitar brought up here to heaven because, you know, they go to the other side of the pearly gate where you get seven wives. <laughs> All that, too. <laughs> uh, I noticed that uh, uh, they were talking about uh, my mate Paul McCartney. Uh, I was wondering if maybe you happen to have a little bit of the lowdown. Well, yeah, apparently Kanye West, who uh, I know you probably don't know, but this gentleman, Kanye West, he's a an artist of the earlier 2000s. And some of the younger people were saying, well, uh, at least Paul McCartney is now going to be famous because uh, Kanye West made mention of him. What do you have to say to that? I think that's a lot of mumbo jumbo. And as a matter of fact, I do know Kanye West. I met his father-in-law, Bruce Jenner, because, you know, half of Bruce Jenner is up here on the cloud. And uh, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner has taken over because he's a woman now. So, so what happens wow. when you stop being a boy and become a girl? So, Bruce Jenner is halfway running around uh, the track and field up here trying to get a heavens to cast on <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> and by the way, it's Chang there as he with my wife Yoko, that son of a monkey. So, you know, he, Chang is here. He's actually listening to you. I'm just glad you called. Thank you. What do you want to say to all the audience that's younger that has no idea who Paul McCartney was? I think all of you people out there, your young kids need to get a clue and listen to your parents' music. You know, music is something that is passed on from generation to generation, almost like love and parenting tactics. But however you get it, it doesn't matter because once you get it, you're locked in. And, and you have to remember, great music comes from great minds. Uh, I, I right. wanted to talk to Chang really quickly. You think you give him a yeah, hold on, uh, hold on, Jesus, it's called. Yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, Chang, if you're there, you're listening. Uh, we've got none other than the great John Lennon on the line. John, it's good to hear from you again. I, I, I've, I've fallen all over you most of my life, and I wanted once again, thank you for everything that you inspired me uh, to, to, to be as a, uh, a man of my age now. You've influenced me politically, uh, you've influenced me musically, spiritually. But uh, I was just making tea for me in Toscano, and I wanted to know if you could give Santa Claus my visa bill 
from two years ago. <laughs> well, you know what, Jan, go ahead and give me an email and I'll try to do something about that. You know, I don't, I don't think I could do anything right now because I have to go right now and have a couple of cold ones with Stevie Ray Vaughan. We're working on a new album up here, Toscano. It's something that's going to be oh, done. Oh, yeah. Like what is it called? I don't want to give you the name because we haven't thought of it yet. Ah, okay. Well, is it and, at uh, least, uh, you know, old style music or is it got... Uh, you know, more of a newer vibe. Well, you know, it's a lot of stuff that didn't get to get put out and I didn't get to go into the studio and sing because some whack job killed me and ended my life in 1980. Right. So it's it's material that I never got to put on on the vinyl or on the tape and it's, it's some good action riffs. It's like, as a matter of fact, I'm awaiting Jackson Brown to get here to produce it. <laughs> Oh, uh, now Toscano, I want you to I want you to give everybody my love from up in heaven, and I want you to. Uh, well, they're listening to you right now. Why don't you go ahead and uh, give them your love? Uh, you know yourself. Everybody out there listening to the podcast with these two bozos, I want you to remember: love somebody and love them long and love them hard. You never know when tomorrow's not going to be there. And remember, every day is a great day. Why? Because you're in it. Ta ta. Hey, John, we love you. Love you back, my bro. Love you back. Wow, Chang. We had the great John Lennon just call us on our red phone here at uh, Back to the 80s. It doesn't happen too often, but when it does, we just never know who's on the other line. And this time, I mean, it's great. No, you know, I'm I'm hoping one day we, we don't get that phone call from uh, you-know-who, Richard oh. Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, listen, so let's go back to what everybody said when we did this post. And I can tell you that, you know, I'll mention them by name, but a lot of people, uh, most of the people, they, they really made emphasis that they would go back one day to be with their family. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people said that they would go back to watch a concert. And, and we know why, because, you know, we tend to lose those people as well. You know, these these big, big bands that sometimes we, we get to to hear no more at one point. Uh, Paul McWhorter said right. he would love to go back for a day and go to Monsters of Rock in 1984. Mm, that was a great concert, man. Yeah. Another person here said that they would love to go back. Her, her name is Amy Hankins, decided to do a major in science instead of art. And schooling is important because there's a lot of people who said here that they would love to go back and finish school. I did see that a lot, and uh, I responded, I believe, to a couple of them. Yeah, it's so important. And, uh, you know, and if you can tell your kids nowadays, this is what I tell my kids every time. Every time we talk about school, take it from experience. Mm -hmm. And I talk to them about all my bad experiences and I said, you're, I always tell them, this is, it's like you're in a time machine right now and you came to the past. Okay. You're from the future, but you came from the past. Now, bear with me with this analogy. I always tell them you came from the future to the past and now you're 16 and 15 years old. Go ahead and make the right decision now. That way, when you go back to the future, that future will be a lot brighter for you. That's a, I, I like that analogy. That's a, that's good analogy. You know, right it, it kind of simplifies it. They can identify because they've seen Back to the Future as well, and uh, it just gives them an idea of 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 what to kind of expect in their future if they make the correct choices. Mm -hmm. Marisol Mayjam said she would love to spend a beautiful summer weekend with her family, even if it was grocery shopping. Brandon Jaden Patterson said that they would like to find a cure for AIDS. Now, remember how huge. I mean, the AIDS epidemic, man. I mean, exploded in the 80s. Oh, man. AIDS AIDS was probably one of the most devastating things that hit the 80s. And it hit it hard, uh, especially the homosexual community. Uh, yeah. You know, and, 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 the, and the bad thing is, like, it devastated, uh, I'd say, 90 to 100 percent of the gay community from uh, going out there and living life normally, almost like a COVID like we're going through now where we've had to have the lockdown and everybody's had to isolate themselves. 
And then it also went into the fear of those who were fandangoing and injecting uh, drugs in their system, where that was also a big scare. Uh, remember the controversy on how they said the uh, the disease was brought to us. Some say it was, uh, what, I believe, a monkey from Africa. And uh, uh, it was just very sad because you had, back then at that time too, remember you had a lot of people that were pushing against gay rights and that were brutally against them. And uh, that time was a very, very sad and crucial time, I think, in society. I would have liked to have thought that we would learn something from that, and uh, apparently we haven't. So, yeah, because in many ways, I mean, we're still going through a lot of those things today with the, with the way people react, and I mean, it's all over the news nowadays. Yeah, uh, but but that's definitely one of the big ones. Uh, John Gonzalez says something very interesting. He said, "I would pack up all my toys and my favorite things because in the future I'm going to wish I still had them with me." Oh, how yeah. true! How true how that, that is. Yeah, especially if you were um, into collecting toys like uh, Star Wars or yeah. GI Joe or the He-Man collection. Yeah, uh, things like that. Y who knew? Who knew they were going to be so valuable? Yeah, if they're intact, of course. I had no idea. If you think about it, Toscano, some of the games, the board games that were getting played back in the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there were, I remember board games. I mean, we all remember Monopoly, but there were there there are board games that didn't last too long. And yeah. there are other board games that, I mean, if you still have them, the originals, they're worth a lot of money. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there were board games like Pac-Man, uh, oh yeah! There were Beware yeah. of the Spider. There were Mister Mouth. Do you remember uh, Shoots and Ladders, the original game? Oh yeah, I remember that game, bro. Heck yeah! Yes. Then there there was Sorry and different. I mean, different things like that. There was mm -hmm. the original. I think you can consider it a board game. It was uh, Battleship. Was that considered a board game? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was considered a a board game. And I was going to bring that that up to your attention right now because. Uh, I was scrolling along and seeing people offering, uh, shoot, I think one guy was selling uh, uh, an original uh, <laughs> battle, battle, uh, battleship uh, game. He was selling it for $1,800, and it was weathered. Holy moly. You know what I'm saying? It was weathered. There was some cracks on some of the clear pegboard on there. Yeah. Uh, it looked like some of the ships had been chewed by a dog or somebody that was chewing pieces because they were getting their butt handed to them when they were losing. Yeah. <laughs> M4, damn it! <laughs> N4, damn you to hell! You know, so, I mean, and you know, that's not a, that's not chump change when you think about what that game was purchased for back in at, at that time, my brother, in the 80s. I'm sure you probably wanted to keep your Cabbage Patch dolls, correct? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but I do wish I would have kept my Star Wars uh, collection because I did have one. Oh. Uh, I left out of the country for about four months, and then when I came back, my mom had given everything away. What? And I was going, what? Yeah, she gave every, every all my uh, my Star Wars action figures, and now I come to find out that an original Boba Fett. It's worth up to $10,000 on eBay. That is insane because everybody knows Boba Fett sucked. <laughs> He's a that very, like a very popular figure that that died in Return of the Jedi very, very fast and only got to say one word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> exactly. And that's I couldn't understand why they would even make that figure. When that when I saw that in the movie, I was like, oh, man, is that just like extra props that they threw together yeah. on somebody's kid? Yeah. What is that? All right, let's continue on with the list of what people would do. Here's one. Now, Eric Haberski said the following, and I can't wait to get your commentary on this. But Eric Haberski wants to learn, or he would go back to the 80s for one day to learn golf. Golf? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> he wanted to learn golf. Wow. Because apparently, I don't know, maybe golf today is different than it was in the 80s. I don't know. Hey, Eric, let me hit you over the head with a golf club and take you to the driving range, and then you'll learn everything you need to learn about golf, and you can pretend <laughs> oh, it's Oh, my 80s. gosh. Um, Robert Chachi Hernandez. Ch now, I think. What? Yeah, Wait a minute. Time Robert, out. Now, listen, listen, listen. Come on. 
Robert Chachi Hernandez. I don't know if I know this person or not. The name sounds very familiar, but he said, um, <laughs> he said he wanted to be with a, a young lady named Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just give you the quote: "What he said, more cocaine and some chick named Tiffany." <laughs> right on, my brother. <laughs> well, here's here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. After that, they responded to him. And a guy named Mike Kane answered him and said, the Coke was so much better back then. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we do not condone the use of any kind of illicit drugs. Uh, Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s does not condone this. But I just thought it was so funny. Now, I'll back up that statement. We, We do not allow any of our great listeners to bogart anything. So... If you can't stay away from the uh, uh, illicit drugs, please send them over to Chang, care of I'll do what I have to do with it to get rid of it, dot com. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got Jamie Mackin Juniper. Wow. Now, take a listen to what she says. Okay. And I can't wait to get your commentary on this one either. Bring it. Because Jamie says she would go back to the 80s to take more pictures. Of herself? <laughs> I don't know. She didn't explain. It's like, it's like people can't take enough pictures today. I think maybe, maybe it wasn't, you know, it was pictures of the family or maybe just pictures of herself as a kid. I mean, I don't know. She doesn't explain. But I just thought it was interesting. Um, boy, uh, Lineal Johnson. <laughs> Lineal Johnson said that they would buy Microsoft stock. John Grove said they would buy stock in Apple. James Briggs said he would like to have created Facebook. You know, let's see. We've got, you know, a lot of people said that they would love to go to a Queen concert. And you know what? I would have loved to do that. That that That's something I would have done. Yeah, that would have been something uh, uh, on my top priority list. I was, I, would, I was hoping to go see Queen. But, uh, you know, as we all know, that didn't uh, transpire. Just like I, I had tickets in... Uh, high school to go see Led Zeppelin. And that same year, uh, John Bonham died. So uh, I, yeah. we got yeah. our money back, which is another sad story. Yeah. Um, somebody by the name of Sigrid Leichtenberg mm. said, I would get a proper haircut. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wow, I don't know. But, I don't know. Yeah, uh, okay. Any pictures? Maybe he was the guy <laughs> from Flock of Seagulls. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Crystal Iguera said she would buy one of everything at the local Toys R Us so she can keep it in her collection and sell it now. So mm. we've got, I mean, so many, so many, so many of those that wanted to invest and so many of those that wanted to buy uh, toys. But here are those that say that they would like to go back because they wanted to go with their first date at the end of the eighth grade. Really? Yep. Yep. A lot of people would like to go back to that very first date, believe it or not. Now, let me ask you this. If you had a chance to go yeah. back to your first date, whoever that was with, would you go back to stand that person up and never see them? Or would you just continue with the date? I would go back in that particular time and walk out of the restaurant and never, ever go back and see her again. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. This date is over. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who it was or where we went, but would have been over. No need. No need. We will be right back with more of your posts on Back to the 80s. We never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. Non-stop. Non-stop. Unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. This is the one and only Back to the 80s. Discano and Chang here with you on another Friday. This is the moment of the show where we talk about what made us angry back in the 80s. And in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we now call them Changries. So Chang, start it off. What made you Changry back in the 80s? You know what made me Changry back in the 80s? What? When my drawstring pants string would break and I was commando. You know what made me Changry back in the 80s? What's that, my brother? When you used to wash your parents' car, and then someone in front of you would put their windshield wipers and dirty your car back up. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? When I would have to sit in the middle 
in the front seat going to the driving. <laughs> I hated that middle seat. Oh, I hated that middle seat. You know what made me angry back in the 80s? What's that? When you were invited over to a friend's house to eat hot dogs, and you get there, they had no buns, but they had tortillas. So they put the hot dog weenies in the tortilla and gave it to you as a hot dog. I would call that a caliente perro. <laughs> I hated you that. You know what got me angry back in the 80s? What's that? People taking me for an Asian woman in the back. <laughs> Why would they do that if you look like a guy? Because I had long hair and no butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you got me there. You know what made me angry back in the 80s? What's that, my brother? Watching people buy British night tennis shoes. Yes, I can imagine. You know what got me angry back in the 80s? When somebody with boots would step on my vans. That, ladies and gentlemen, are this week's changries. I want to encourage you that if you have a changry, something that made you angry back in the 80s, and you want to share it with us, go ahead and let us know. Write to us on our Facebook page. And tell us what made you changry, and we'll talk about it on the following show. So, Cheng, we were talking about before the break, we were talking about the post that we had on Facebook where we asked the question, of course, that if you could go back, if you have one day to do something that you wish you had done in the 80s, what would you do? And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people commented on this. And one of the funniest ones was the following. Yeah, I would like to go see... Vanilla Ice in concert. Oh, I would like to go just so I can throw an orange at that dude's head when he's up there, bro. Ice, <laughs> ice, baby. Come on, really? A banana peel at Vanilla Ice. <laughs> you're ripping off a Queen song and you're white, bro. And it was over. Yeah, I know. You know, there were a, fun, a bunch of other people, and I won't mention them by name because, you know, you don't know if they're they're married or what the issue is. But a few of them mentioned that they would go back to kiss the girl, whatever that meant. Kiss the girl. I would, I'm, I'm assuming that they wanted to kiss a certain girl, but they never did for some reason. And you know mm-hmm. what? That happens a lot, right? I mean, we we, oh, yeah. we went to school and... And we had somebody that we had feelings for and that we wish we would have done something, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all went through that at some point. Uh, I think everybody went through that, and I think that just does that's, – that's a good uh, regret to have. But that could go, I think, in any decade. Everybody's got that one regret with that one individual that they didn't go Mac out with or, or ask somewhere out or hold her hand or you just wanted to have something romantic happen everybody's got that one individual where their heart went pitter-patter, but they didn't react upon it. Uh, just like Kimberlyn de Toronto said that she would go back if she had a day to go back and she would buy a Camaro. Do you remember the IROC Zs? The IROC Z was a beautiful car when it came out. Oh, dude, yeah. Still I, today, when you see somebody with a pristine condition IROC Z Camaro, I love those cars. My homeboy, Henry, used to cruise around in, in one of those back in the 80s, and, and uh, we used to go out there, man. That was like a chick magnet, you know? I mean, it was bright red, and, and we had all this here. My buddy Henry looked like a Mexican David Coverdale, so that's that's what he had going there, bro. We used to call him and my other buddy Tony Fielding, Millie Vanilli, because they were long-haired guys, but these guys... If a concert was going on or they were able to go down to the Mississippi Moonshine and dance disco music and get disco chicks rather than go see maybe Metallica or Accept or Pantera, those guys would yeah. go down to Mississippi Moonshine and get discoed out, bro. So we would call wow. them. I would always call them Millie Vanilli, but I would call them <laughs> Silly Willy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the last one, let's do the last one. Tara Platten said... This is what she said. Tara Platten said, I'd, I would have never have spoken to the girl down the road who pretended to be my best friend for three years to save myself many tears and embarrassment in my teen years, mm. in my preteen years. I would have begged my parents to let me see Queen in concert as well. Mm. No, that, that's uh, two heavy stories right there. Of course, I would have loved to have seen Queen. 
And that's uh, that's a drag when you've got memories of somebody like that that just tarnishes your memory of back back at a time. Yeah, because there's always somebody that you wish you would have never met yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I guess, you know what? I just remembered, if I would be able to go back just for a day, I'll tell you what I would have done. What I would have done. I would have gone back. There was a, a day in my freshman year mm-hmm. that I got into a fight in my, uh, I think it was my third, third, second period. It was my second period history because this young guy uh, decided it would be a great idea to start. Remember when we used to bag on each other or they mm-hmm. used to call them capping on each other where you say. Yeah, you'd have a cap out. Yeah. So you say, you know, you're so poor that this and this or you're yeah. so ugly or, you know, things like that. So he started, mm-hmm. he was losing. So he started bagging on my mom. And to me, I was like, whatever you want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to go mothers. Oh okay. God, you want to talk about So here you go. And he couldn't take it. So uh, the bell rang. And as soon as the bell rang, I sat on the front row and I see an arm going around me, like towards my face from, from the back. I wasn't turned around. So this guy did it from behind me. And he swung a pencil and stabbed me in my left arm. Whoa. Yeah. And he, he so he stabbed my arm and broke the, the, the pencil inside my arm. So uh, I started bleeding and then I threw myself at him to, to find him and my friends grabbed me so I wouldn't get in trouble. So I told the teacher if I could go to the office, they sent me, you know, long story short, I had to get tetanus shots Yeah, because the, the because of the uh, graphite, or I don't know if it was lead back then. The point is that lead, I still, or whatever it is, the tip of the pencil, I still have it in my arm till today. It's probably a number two pencil, bro. And yeah, it probably is graphite. I mean, remember we had yeah. to use number two pencils to take tests. Correct, correct. So. Now, here's the part that I say I would go back to take all that back because the following day I said, I'm going to get this guy back. And he didn't go to school. It was not until the third day. So he he took off that second day because he knew something was going to happen. Right. And the, the third day, my unfortunate idea was to get my lock from my locker, put it around my middle finger, tap on his shoulder, and give him a good one across the face. Yeah. Right? That's a good way to go. Why? Right? Well, well, that's exactly uh, what ended up happening. Um, Unfortunately, I missed the face and got the forehead. So he looked like the Incredible Hulk. So what happened was his forehead popped out the size Uh of a, a, a grapefruit. So he looked like he looked like the elephant man. And then obviously, you know, I got in big trouble for that. And and then because I got in big trouble, we used to terrorize his house by calling and telling his parents that he was caught with drugs in his locker. (laughs) So, so, I mean, there were things there were bad things that I did. I, I guess I would go back to take back at least that occasion. So I think that's one of, one of the things that I would do. Yeah, I commend you on that. So <laughs> you commend yeah. me on that, huh? You get an applause from the Chang on that one. Oh, now, boy. personally, I would have just this... said, if I can go back, I wish I would have made connection with his jaw rather than his forehead. But that's, <laughs> that's what, those, yeah, are, those uh... are sweet nothings. That's the sweet nothing. Sweet nothings. Yeah. Sweet nothings. Anyway, this is back to the 80s. This is Toscano. Wishing you nothing but the best on this week to come. Make the best of it. I remind you that we have a Facebook page to come and visit us. We also have a Patreon page. I would appreciate it if you went over there, helped us out with whatever you can to help this show keep going. We want to continue sharing our experiences, the nostalgia, those beautiful memories we had from back in the 80s with the newer generation. So from Toscano, be safe and take care. God bless. We'll see you next Friday. And this is your Chang, everybody. I want you to, I'm going to release you to another weekend. Make it spectacular. Make it Changtastic. Remember, if you've got any regrets, go get some stuff off your chest. Tell somebody you love them and always go out there and put a smile on your face. 
Uh, I know it's going to be tough for whatever the week is going to bring, but you know what? you got Toscano and Chang here every Friday to make you smile. And as Mario was saying uh, on, our, on, on our page, you know, any type of fund that you can throw us is going to help us out. And it's going to help us out because we can bring you a better show, a longer show, and depending on what we raise, we might be able to bring you music. Now, don't you think you would enjoy the conversation of Toscano and Chang, the dynamic duo of Back to the 80s, and some of your greatest, fondest memories in music? And to do that, we need your help. With your help, we can take this No Fraud podcast to an actual running radio show 24-7 every day of the week if you want us and we'll play music and we're not just going to play one type of music we will hit you in every genre and every type of style of music from the 80s so remember to hit us on our Patreon page you take care of each other you get each other's back we are one race the human race to all my homies in Islos all my homies in Pico Rivera Montevideo, Alhambra, all around, orale, I love you all, we'll catch you next Friday, arato vato, sayonara, hasta la vista, bon voyage, and orale.